You're listening to the Concord Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined as always by Taylor and Noah, and we are the pastors of Concord Baptist Church. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Concord Podcast. This is episode two, and we are talking about prayer today. Um, So you may find yourself in a situation where um, life has just gotten really difficult. Say perhaps you've been without air conditioning for, I don't know, five or six hours. Um, You know, I'd like to take a moment and uh, give a shout out to Jeffrey Smith. Is he a well-known man here at the church? He does tend to be a fairly popular guy. He's true. Well... Jeff is a uh, Jeff has provided air conditioning for two of the three staff members, uh, and it is through prayer that the third one has not had air conditioner problems. And what a way to segue, Jeff! Great job! I appreciate everything you did. Yeah, Let's and talk now, prayer. now are you guys praying for my air conditioning to go out? This is a million degrees in Alabama summer. Three or nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's good to know. So when you Sorry, pray, Jen. when you pray against something. Uh, It's called imprecatory prayer. There are several psalms that are imprecatory psalms where we see uh, David praying against his enemies that God would destroy them. So just keep in mind as you pray for your pastor who is bedraggled and beaten down by the the angry. Bedraggled means like worn thin, harassed, like that whole nine yards, ragged. Yeah, it's what what the people I work with are doing. They're praying my air conditioning goes out. Yeah. All right. So we're using a lot of big words here this morning, and uh, we're probably going to stop that in just a few minutes because I don't know that many big words. Uh, <laughs> but if you can't tell, this morning we're going to be talking about prayer. That's right. And so uh, to kind of get that kicked off, there are a lot of uh, ways that people have helpfully and unhelpfully defined prayer. I know for, for, for many of us, we have heard, you know, you're not praying unless you're doing this, that, or the other. And it can be one of those subjects where um, you know, you're never quite sure that you're doing it right, but you're always pretty sure you're doing yep. it wrong. So guys, yep. what are some, uh, maybe some, some less than helpful definitions of prayer that you've run into, maybe that you subscribe to for a while that, that were just not helpful? Uh, I don't know that the term definition, let's, let's, let's broaden that to maybe mindsets or yeah. advice that you've been given. That's good. Um, but man, I, I've, I've always, I guess I grew up thinking that you had to throw these massively large theological terms into your prayers in order for them to really make it all the way sure, up there. Sure, You know, like every, the bigger the word, the more helium in the balloon. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like it's got it's yeah. got to have a lot in there to, to, to so take like, it all the way up. Rather than Father, thank you for saving me. It's I praise you that you are the propitiation. Yeah, yeah. Were you throwing the King's English in? Oh yeah, I mean it, it's got to have a the a thou uh, sure. a ye. Um, sure. And, sure. and 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 if you really are feeling that morning, like really praise, I mean, it, it, a hast, hast, yeah, that's what um, that's that's like second level though. I yeah, mean, that's absolutely. Moving up to you know like triple A. When you got nine hours of sleep that night, yes. you get up, you clear minded, hast, yeah, uh, inner so, prayer. So yeah, those words, uh, man, that's not necessary at all. Cool. Yeah, that that's helpful. So you would not throw out a hast if say you got three hours of sleep in a ninety eight degree room. Yeah, um, boy, that's hitting close to home. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to Noah. Noah, uh, helpful, unhelpful definitions of prayer that you've run into. So maybe not, maybe not a definition, but I grew up hearing the. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with a habit. Okay. I grew up hearing that prayer was something um, that you did throughout your day. 
However, the most important prayer was what you did right first thing in the morning. Um, I grew up going to camps where the speaker would talk about just the idea that before my feet hit the floor, I've already said Talking my prayer the Lord, for the yeah. day. And yeah. that always kind of just killed, I won't say it killed my desire to pray, but it killed my ability to feel like I was doing it right. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I would find that by the time I got out of bed and took a shower and got dressed, mm-hmm. I had forgotten to pray. Sure. And I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I couldn't figure the out how to control my first thought yeah. of the morning. <laughs> sure. Yes. To not be what time is it? Right. Um, right. You dirty sinner. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Or can I get five more minutes of sleep? Sure. Um, so that was just just the idea that the first thing of your day had to be I'm going to pray now. Yeah, and you're talking about like first, first thing. Yeah, like, like, like still lay back on the bed. Yes. Back is in the- And somehow not going back to sleep. Yeah. Sure. sure. And to add Fallon in there, Fallon's crying, oh, hold on. Let <laughs> me pray before I come wait. get you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love Jesus more than you. This is what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. This is what that looks like. <laughs> so that's that's good. For me, um, yeah, I guess practice, um, though a little bit of a definition, one of the more unhelpful things that I had uh, struggled with early on was the idea that prayer is is uh, listening for God to speak. Mm-hmm. And so um, for a while there, you know, I was I had kind of been taught to believe. Um, and, and to be fair to those who taught me early on, it was probably something I misunderstood, not necessarily their, their poor teaching, but um, that I needed to kind of clear my mind of all thoughts yeah. and sit there quietly. And if I were able to sort of clear my mind from all distraction, then I would hear God speak. And so um, that was always a struggle. Uh, And then I didn't know what God speaking would sound like. Audible voice was always kind of the the holy grail. You mean it's not Morgan Freeman? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I've never heard God speak audibly to me, so maybe. (laughs) But um, So the battle of was that God's thought or mine? Right, yeah. Yeah. And then also just kind of having no founding. Uh, for, for prayer so it was just kind of listening i didn't know what to expect is this some sort of ethereal out of the ether you know impression like how would i know if god was speaking exactly uh and so that that was really not corrected for me probably until college um when i was kind of came to understand that prayer is us speaking to god in response to what he has said to yeah. us in his word um, and so we were talking about this a little bit before as we were kind of prepping to get started, but we do believe, and I do believe that God does uh, speak to us, um, impress our hearts in certain ways, um, but he always speaks in accordance with what he has said in his word. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, you know, he just slaps you with the Bible verse, though usually that's the way that I clearly hear the Lord speaking to me as he brings verses to yeah, mind. He leads you to it. That's right, yeah. which is why Bible reading and prayer they go together. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. The Lord has spoken. That's why we call it his word, right? It yeah. is his speech to us. And then we pray. We, we talk to him in response to that. That's what a conversation looks like. Sure. Um, you know, uh, so, yeah, that, I guess, transitioning out of that and into uh, some, some habit things. What does y'all's prayer time look like when you pray? Um, tell us a little bit about what, what you do, how you pray. So I will say my best, and, and by best, I just mean, like, I feel rejuvenated the most after having this kind of prayer time. The best prayer time I experience tends to happen when I need it. Um, not So not so much a like, hey, it's 9 o'clock, it's time to pray, but a like recognition that, man, I am entirely overwhelmed today. Yeah. I've got way too much on my plate. Yeah. I can't That's focus good. for beans. 
Like I'm focus for beans. For beans. <laughs> That's right. We're giving y'all gold here, okay? Focus for beans and yeah. uh, in grappling or whatever that word was. Uh, bedraggled. 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 Okay. Yeah. You can look these terms up in the dictionary. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, that's when it's like when it's totally overwhelmed. Uh, that's when I find that like prayer just hits the hardest. Yeah, and it's when I sit down and I say, "All right, it's ten o'clock. It's time to pray now." That I find prayer is a struggle to think of what I'm supposed to be saying, yeah. what's on my mind. Um, that's, a, that's a really good point that we need to, you know, like like many things, like Taylor's been talking about in his class. We need to prepare our hearts for yeah. worship. We need to prepare our hearts to pray. Yeah. Um, and yeah. in in not in contrary, but you mentioned earlier that you struggled with the idea that like prayer is not just sitting in silence. Yeah, I tend to start my personal prayer time with sitting in silence. Sure, because I I have a I mean I have ADHD. I have a mind that's just running a mile a minute. I talk really fast. If you can't tell, um, so if I don't sit down and go, okay, now we're gonna pray. What are we going to be praying about? Like what's on my mind? Yeah, then it becomes a like rattled list of sure unorganized chaos sure yeah for me it actually helps to kind of write down that rattled list of unorganized chaos because it helps me kind of get it out on paper um, and I can see what exactly is on my mind because I do I jump from my wife and kids to the work day to you know people that I'm praying for to church members all over the place and so getting getting down what is forefront in my mind kind of helps to settle and quiet my heart um and bring that awareness that you're talking about, like awareness for our need. In the same way, yeah. the best meal, uh, you know, the, the meal tastes best when you're actually hungry. Prayer is best. You're right. Amen. We feel that need. What about you, man? I'm hungry. You are hungry. Um, <laughs> Always. But so I think uh, it, I will snowball right off of that and, and do my best to not repeat. I love I love that um, when you need it the most. I love that part of that. Um, if, for me, a lot of it is the tone in which I'm going into the prayer with, mm-hmm. um, whether it be a preparatory prayer, whether it be a an empty prayer. Like the number of times that, um, the number of times that we've stopped in the middle of what we're doing, and somebody has said, "Hey guys, let's just let's pray about this real quick." Yeah, and like it, whether it's a ninety second thing, it's yeah. a it's a or a let's cover this service before every Sunday morning in yeah. a 10 minute prayer or whatever time we have. Yeah. The tone in which I go in that prayer, it, it, it it's not that it, it's a, it's not a make or break thing, but I can often like, sure. it, it's, it's a very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's not be draggled, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's not beans either. Yeah. I, but it, it, it is, it, we do tend to, or I, I tend to approach it differently depending on the situ, situation one, because if it's a, it's not a minute, there's never a minuscule prayer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's never a prayer that is just, oh, let me just pause here real quick and, and throw this thing up real, like give, yeah. it, to, give it to God. Like it, it is always, it is always something with weight and gravity to it. Well, because the king of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth. Yeah hears our prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Like whether or not we are struggling with a crying kid in the car yeah. that we need to stop so that we can... Yeah, Lord, clearly. please don't let them call DHR on me today. <laughs> <laughs> you are married to a former DHR agent. Yeah, yeah, so, but, uh, I mean, we yeah. talked about that a little bit when we um, when we were first getting into the habit that we got into last year of really like in-depth planning what direction our services would go. 
Sure. We talked about not using prayer as just a transition between yeah, it is not service. a stopgap. Yeah. And your words were because someone is on the other line. Like someone is yes, listening. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just filler. Yeah, just to get to kind of fill out what Noah's talking about there. We we did about uh, about six months ago, eight months ago, we were we were talking about our services and, and things that we wanted to see happen and uh, one of the things that we are convinced of is uh, that every element of the service is intentional. Yeah. And that means whether it's a prayer, whether it's a song, whatever. And mm -hmm. so we do. One of one of my pet peeves, one of our pet peeves collectively as a staff is, okay, we need to get all the people off the stage here and we need to you know, get this moved around and we need to get this person up. So hey, let's we'll pray for a while. We'll, we'll pray there for a little bit, take some time. and, and Because, yeah, prayer, <laughs> somebody is listening. That's, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, last thing I'll say is, I mean, yeah, that we, we need to treat it like it is the most treasured and hallowed gift that we have because it truly is. Yeah. Tim Keller said one time, he was talking about, um, you know, uh, it, it would be ludicrous for a child uh, to think about bothering. I mean, he said a king. I would think about the president waking up the president in the middle of the night for a cup of water. Yeah. And he said, but we have that kind of access. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that fantastic. In, in fact, in Isaiah... God tells his people to appoint people to never stop bothering him. Yeah. He actually uses that phrase like, do not stop bothering me. Um, that is a astounding privilege. You're right. I, I think for me, um, when it comes to habits of personal prayer, I tend to think about different kinds of prayer. So you've got... Um, Throughout the day, right? We're praying without ceasing. Yeah. As things come up, as people are brought Literally to mind. Literally all day, throughout yeah. the whole day. Those people that you, you think, oh man, you know, I just, I wonder what, you know, you know, Taylor's doing today. Um, that is an opportunity to pray for them. And that is an actual work. That mm -hmm. is an actual thing that you do that matters, uh, is praying for that person in that moment. So we, we have th times throughout the day where, where we are praying without ceasing. But for me, the most important time is is that scheduled you know what jesus talked about go in your closet and 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 pray or jesus you know withdrew to a a solitary place um so you know when i am able to put it on the schedule i'm gonna go at 10 a.m and I'm, I'm gonna walk in and i'm gonna think okay now i gotta pray but the way i prepare my heart in that moment is usually through scripture reading. yeah and we've talked about the psalm of the day till i am blue in the face but if you haven't heard about this i'm gonna give the promo now if you could take the day of the month, today is the 29th, you go to Psalm 29 and you can scan through it and see if there's something in that psalm that resonates with you. Uh, if there's nothing that's in there, then add 30. So 29 plus 30 is, Noah? 59. 59. You can scan through Psalm 59. You can add 30 <laughs> five times for every day of the month because the psalms the are spot. a book of prayers. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. And so you can go through and if you scan five psalms, you will find something that resonates with you and then pray the Lord's words back to him. When he talks to mm. Psalm 23, we all know that one, right? The Lord, the is, Lord my is my shepherd. Man, there is not a day that goes by where I'm not worried or concerned about something. And to be reminded, Lord, remind me that you are caring for me. We were just singing Psalms 139. Oh, Lord, you've searched me. Yes, exactly. Uh, we were literally just singing that. Yes, before we pressed play. It was awesome. It was didn't sound very good, but we were singing. That's because I was singing. But otherwise, it would have sounded great. <laughs> I am not a professional singer, uh, as Noah and Taylor both sing from the stage. But... You're right. Um, so that's a way to prepare prepare your heart is to read through Scripture. Yeah. Can remind yourself of who it is you're praying to, uh, kind of like Noah was talking about, and that that makes I think prayer more effective. 
I want to piggyback off one thing Taylor said earlier, um, just as an encouragement to just the, the people of this church, to Christians in general. I think a lot of times people do have the idea that pastors just like have all of this down as a prerequisite for being a pastor. <laughs> like our prayer lives have to be like perfect and mm-hmm. we just hit it hard every day. Um, you mentioned when things are not going well, when we're in the middle of a project that's not working, um, we're intentional about praying for the service surface service Mm -hmm. but there have been several times that that even the pastors of this church in the middle of like a heated project that's messing up like have say for instance the building got struck by lightning i'm just spitballing here yeah when we're trying to fix all the technology and the 30 minutes before our service yeah Mm. i don't know what that's like (laughs) that it takes one of us looking at the rest and saying hey guys we really need to pray about this absolutely yeah it's not it's not even usually an instant thought for us yeah um yeah. So just some encouragement for everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, we're not. It's a we're not. We're not exceptions to that. But it's also it's a community project. I mean, just so Ooh, like to to be really honest yeah. about. So this Sunday, and for those of you who may not go to Concord, our church has been struck by lightning twice in the last three weeks, uh, and so we had kind of had a duct tape and chewing gum solution until we could get the the real problem actually solved and then that got yeah yeah that's taylor's that area. got struck by lightning yeah <laughs> then, then that got struck by lightning i don't know what taylor's been praying for but whatever it is is working uh and so came in sunday nothing was working you know there's just some things that we need to be able to make some stuff happen and so i was i was ill um just not 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 at anybody, just I was frustrated. And, uh, and so Taylor and Noah, you know, got here, worked things out and I'm trying to get everything finalized last minute. And it, just within the space of like three minutes, Taylor had, had texted me and said, you know, Hey, just a reminder, we get to lead God's people in worship this morning. And Noah texted me and said, yeah, so we get to worship the Lord in like mm. 20 minutes. Like that is an incredible privilege. And and then we pray together. So we need other believers Absolutely. in our lives for this reason, to, yeah. to remind us, to spur us on. Um, that is That doesn't just happen if you work on a church staff. Like we need that in our families. We need that in our friends. Um, prayer Without is a doubt. community project. Okay, so... Let's move a little bit more practical. Okay. Uh, things that you have found that have helped you pray better. So I'm talking about books or methods or places. Like, what are some some things that you have incorporated into your prayer life that you have seen a noticeable difference with? Yeah. Um, so I I think whenever <laughs> honestly have never used a formula. Yep. Per se, I got you. Um, like we talked yesterday about the Acts method and Which, you know, spending adoration, adoration, confession, confession Thanksgiving, thanks. supplication. Yeah, and 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 I mean, I, I have I'm familiar with a couple others, but that was one of the easier ones to remember, especially sure. early on in your in your faith walk and in your prayer life. Um, I, I just felt like I would always spend too much time on C and T. Yeah, I mean, like I. Lord, I got so much to be thankful for. I literally have to go to work today, but I'm not done giving thank. Like, sure, thank you for these people and all these things and these blessings. And or in uh, Noah's case, I've, I've got so much sin. I need to spend all the time. <laughs> or, or in my case, right? Yeah, I see yeah. what you mean, though. Like, you got to hit all the check boxes. Yeah, if and- if I were if I were going to do the, if I were going to say the Acts prayer or prayer in the Acts format this after this morning when Jeff got my air conditioner running, I would not have been 
here right now. Sure, like I'm sure. still giving thanks to that. Sure, sure absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, um, but truthfully, I think. So you say you're saying these models are helpful. They are helpful, but I think it's it over time you will begin formulating your own comfort sure, level with sure. things. Yeah. Um, and 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 there. And I go back to where the situationally, like you may start out your prayer, an intentional prayer. They're all intentional, but like when they're you're sitting down and you're having personal, intimate time with God, mm-hmm. that term intimate, like mm-hmm. that brings into a lot of yeah. emotions into play. Yeah. For me, it's it's setting aside what is um, word vomit. Basically emptying my heart. Yeah, right I got there. you. And so the form formula for me is it's it's not there's not sure. One. I got you. Uh, I, I hate it's very it's not very scholarly of me. Sure. However, yeah, um, that's the truth of it. Um, I got you. That's helpful. It's just raw. Yeah. No. So I found a couple of I love having these discussions because it's so funny to see how our minds work differently. And even in our Bible study that we looked at last week, if you haven't listened to that one, you totally should. Um, but but even in that, like, we just function so different. Um, a couple of things that, that I know help a lot of other people did not help me. So I used to make lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found was I would make, kind of like Taylor's talking about, a ridiculously long list. Yep. And then when I got into the actual, like, all right, let's pray, they were surface level at best. Yeah. It was like, Lord, help so-and-so. All right, help them. Oh, Be yeah, with yeah. them. Comfort them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just checking off names as I went down. Um, and so, so I want to focus specifically on praying for other people. Yeah. I have found, and I, I might have learned this from you when you first got here and um, kind of just seeing how you did hospital visits and stuff. Praying for other people, answering prayer requests, like like to, when people ask you to pray for them, that kind of prayer request. Yeah. Um, I, I have to do that on the spot Yeah. because I forget. Mm-hmm. I hate saying like, yeah, I'll pray for that and then forgetting because yeah. I feel horrible. Yeah. Um, sure. And so what I found is I do write down things and I try to pray for those as, as I go into my daily prayer time. But praying for needs when they happen yeah. is... Yeah what really helps me to be effective with my praying. Yeah, absolutely. That's good, man. I mean, how many of us have experienced that grace of telling somebody about a concern in our life and then they said... Let um, me pray with you before I go. Yeah, or, like right now. Before we get off the phone. on the phone or, or, yeah. or whatever. I'll never forget the first time that that happened for me. It was just like it's just a tremendous blessing to the Lord. And it speaks to, I mean, truthfully, if if... if Many of you who are watching, if you were on the phone with us and we said, "Hey, let me pray with, let me pray for you before we get off the phone," mm-hmm. for a lot of us, it would be a little uncomfortable. Sure, sure, especially like, first. Yeah, and so like until you're, I think that sets like that that sets it apart. How comfortable are you with someone? Can you pray with them and not be uncomfortable? And I think it has a lot to do with whether or not we view God as truly present with us mm-hmm. every day. Because if He is present with us. And we do have, we understand that we do have that access. There's, there's very little that should prevent us from just bringing him into the conversation and, and going to him and expressing our, our needs. Um, 
uh, it's convicting to me sometimes when someone's like, "Hey, let me pray for you right now." It's like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that," you know. And it, it just it's, <laughs> yes. it, it, it shows me how little I, I tend to think about God actually being involved in my yeah. day. So um, I know one of the biggest helps for me, um, and I'm going to put on the little Baptist history nerd hat for a moment. Noah will probably make me a hat by next week, but um, <laughs> we totally need to. Baptists and Protestants in general have been so afraid of being uh, anything that looks like Catholic uh, that we have thrown into the dumpster uh, a tremendous amount of our heritage as Baptists and Protestants and some tremendously helpful things. And so um, one of the things that I've discovered just in studying church history and specifically Baptist history is how uh, how well Baptists used things like written prayers um, throughout their history. And so um, there, there are several books, and we'll get to the book recommendation time at the end. Stick around for that. I promise it's good. But um, there are several books that are just written out prayers from other believers. So we're not talking about an ecclesiastical council that sat down and wrote a prayer. We're talking about pastors and Christians and missionaries and housewives and engineers and construction workers from years gone by who have kept diaries of, of their prayers and written out their prayers in a prayer journal. And um, those were discovered and people realized, oh my goodness, they had the experience that many of us have had in reading a book where we go, that's exactly what I am thinking, yeah. but I didn't have the words to express it, right? right? Uh, we see this in the book of Psalms, right? If you are, I mean, if you're in grief or you're walking through cancer or whatever and you read Psalm 23 or Psalm 46 or Psalm 34 and you're like, man, that that is exactly what I'm feeling, right? Uh, so so books that have prayers that have been written by other believers, um, it's not rote repeating what somebody mm. else said. It is giving expression to often things that are that are difficult for me to come up with the words for. And so I just want to read you one. Uh, this is from a book called The Valley of Vision. Uh, so this is a collection of prayers from believers like Charles Spurgeon, some Puritans, some other folks who lived in kind of the 16, 17, and 1800s. Um, but this this is, it's just a prayer called The Deeps. And I just, there was, uh, so 62320, so June 23rd, uh, that morning I was just reading uh, through and, and read this. Um, and I just, had a desire that the Lord would not allow me to grow callous in the midst of, you know, going through coronavirus and all the things that happened, just kind of um, not wanting to approach the church and preaching and all those things with just sort of, this is, this is my duty and this is what I get paid to do. So you just kind of slog through it. Like I want my heart to be in caring for the Lord's people. I want my heart to be full of joy uh, and who the Lord is. And uh, just listen to these words. It's, it's this long. Okay, so stick with me. But this is a prayer. Uh, and I prayed along these lines. Lord Jesus, give me a deeper repentance, a horror of sin, a dread of sin's approach. Help me to flee from it and jealously to resolve that my heart will be yours alone. Give me a deeper trust that I may lose myself to find myself in you, the ground of my rest, the spring of my being. Give me a deeper knowledge of you as Savior, Master, Lord, and King. Give me deeper power in private prayer, more sweetness in your word, more steadfast grip on its truth. Give me deeper holiness in speech and thought and action. Let me not seek moral virtue apart from you. Plow deep in me, great Lord, that my being may be a tilled field and the roots of grace spreading far and wide. It's a 
great mental image. The Lord has to plow us up so that the roots of his grace will grow in us, so that you alone are seen in me. Your beauty, golden like a summer harvest, your fruitfulness is autumn plenty. I have no master but you. I have no law but your will, no delight but yourself, no wealth but whatever you give me, no good but that you bless me, no peace but that thou givest to me. Right, so I don't have any peace except for what you give me. That is just express dependence. I and this is the last last little section. I am nothing but what you make me. I have nothing but what I receive from you. I can be nothing but that your grace makes me. Mm. Quarry, there's another there's another word. Quarry me deep, dear Lord, and then fill me to overflowing with living water. That I mean that is a powerful way to pray. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody once described prayer as expressed dependence and just like Noah was talking about earlier like sometimes we grow tired of saying oh, Lord I need you or I need you to do this or care for this like reading the prayers of other believers gives us ways to pray um, that are new that are fresh to express the same desires um, Don Whitney who we talked about last week wrote the book Spiritual Discipline said our main problem in prayer is not that we um pray, um, you know, that we get bored of prayer. Our problem in prayer is that we pray the same things about the same thing. So we pray using the same language because most of our lives are made up of routine. I promise yeah. I'll get on the soapbox after this. But most of us have families. Most of us have jobs. Most of us have friends. And most of our prayers revolve around praying for those things and those people. And that is normal and good, right? But where we sometimes struggle and become bored with prayer it's not that we're just praying about the same things, but we're praying about them in the same way, right? Lord, bless my wife today. Help her to have a good day. Lord, keep my kids safe. Lord, help me to, to, to relate well to the people in my job. Lord, help me bless this person, care for this person. Um, and so we just kind of get tired of saying the same things. The, the need is still the same. What we need are what the book of Psalms provides, what what uh, other believers' prayers provide, fresh ways of expressing those needs, right? So... so uh, Rather than praying, Lord, help me to you know live today in a way that glorifies you. Quarry me deep, Lord, and then mm -hmm. fill me to overflowing with springs of living water. It's the same need we're praying for, but just in a way that is, is fresh to our mind. So I've found that incredibly helpful. I've got several books that I'll, I'll recommend that, that can help along those lines. But just to give our prayers fresh words. Um, so yeah. What other, uh, any other thoughts from you guys on prayer, things that you'd like to kind of help our folks think about or understand? Uh, yeah, I'd love to speak to one. Yeah, um, go for it. I, it's not as, this is never meant as a, it's just general conversation. It's never sure. meant as a put down to anyone. Um, it, it is concerning to me um, the more advanced we get with technology mm. and social media, the watering down that prayer mm. is getting from the presence of social media. I mean, sure. off, it, I, I, and, and, it, and it bothers me to a point where we think so little of prayer that we even have it in, 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 in an emoji. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. That, There's actually a debate that those are high five hands, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I was not aware of this debate. I, I wasn't either. Theological circles. Okay, um, cool. I just think we need to 
spend some time. The, the term you use, desire. If we truly have a desire to passionately, unequivocal, unequivocally... There's and, one of those words. Yeah, and um, in a way that is so... We are so insecure about our prayer to, to have security in the one we're talking to, to not care what we're saying to him. Mm. Mm-hmm. That desire will grow and that passion to pray will grow. I mean, the reason why we call it prayer warriors and that term is another one that, that Baptists and other churches have used many, many times. Sure, sure. Um, but, I mean, we all have, when that term gets thrown out, we, we have two or three people and it come to mind, yeah. oh man, if, if I ever get to a place where I need some prayer, I want that person in a room. Yeah. They got yeah. a, They got a red telephone that goes directly to, right. to the Lord because right. they pray in such a powerful way. Right. But they pray in a powerful way that is passionate. They have a desire to speak to God and they care not yeah. who's around, what it looks like. Um, and so I really think we need to step back and think about the reverence that yeah. comes with prayer. Yeah. Um, and sadly, I mean, the world we live in today thinks so little of it that we mm. throw it around. How many times do you scroll through Facebook whenever we have Facebook and say, oh, I'm praying. Yeah. Hey, we'll be praying. Yeah, I do think that is, um, maybe there's, so I think what you're saying is not if somebody asks you to pray for something that you can't use the uh, the prayer right. with your hands, no, but no, that, no. that our lives need to consist of actually doing yes. that just as opposed to talking about doing yes. that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's obvious when someone is known for prayer. Yeah. We have Neil Kuhn in this church. Yes. That, I forget the saying, something about if he prays for rain, you have to bring an umbrella. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Neal is known as somebody yeah. that prays yeah. and prays fervently. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I had um, I had uh, somebody one time who uh, was asking for prayer at, at Concord, and, and they said, can you please make sure Mr. Neal uh, knows about this so he can pray for me? <laughs> and they kind of they paused for a second, and they said, I mean, I want you to pray too, but it didn't hurt my feelings at all. Like, no, absolutely if, not. When, when man, I, you can you can list them off, and we, we won't do that. But there are there are people. Yeah. I'm convinced it's not that they have some sort of extra uh, extra gift of prayer. I'm just convinced that they are they are ones who are consistently doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not like two they or three. They love doing. Yeah, one of my favorite things about this church is that we are. We are chock a block full of people with deep prayer lives. Like, I, if if I were going to list them, it's we're a church of like 180 to 200 people. It's not four or five. Yeah. It's 30 to 40 to sure. 50 to 60 uh, of people who are deep with the Lord on a daily basis. And it's not because their lives are easy or because they just have all the time in the world. It's because they have prioritized. Okay communion with God in prayer and what a gift that it is it is astounding that the Lord would even hear our prayers and then Hebrews tells us not just that we're to pray but we're to approach the throne of grace with confidence yeah. that we might find help in our time of need so what do you yeah. what do y'all think I don't know how far into this we are I have no and, idea but either. this and and we can cut this if we need to but if it makes it you may be interested in this question too um what do y'all think about letting people know you're praying for them <laughs> So, so I think it, I think it changes their day. Yeah, I used to. I think there there's a word of caution that needs to come with that. Um, I used to think it was just prideful, like if somebody if right. you wanted to tell somebody you're praying for them. It That's was natural just, instinct, and I think it can be. Yeah. Um, but I also know that when I receive a text from somebody that says, "Hey," not not just I was thinking about you, but I I've spent some time this morning yep. praying for you. Yep. Um, I never go, oh. That prideful person. No, it's always a blessing. It's humbling. 
Yeah, yeah. I do think, I think we need to, to examine our hearts yeah. uh, in doing that. But but I think we don't do that near enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I've never been not blessed to hear that somebody was praying for me. I think that also happens on a situational basis. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you just know that someone is going through something and yeah. thought about them that morning, wanted to give them some encouragement and saying, hey, just wanted you to know I was praying for you this morning. That's that's awesome. Um, the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies, pray yeah. for those who are persecuting us. If you know that you're in the middle of a heated <laughs> argument with someone. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, as pastors, we've heard people say this. They were trying to do the right thing in the moment, like in the middle of a heated argument. Hey, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Maybe not the best. It reminds me not to ever take you to an argument that I'm having. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, because uh, that can come across maybe as passive-aggressive or, or whatever else. Even uh, if it comes from a good place. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, you, you bring up a good point, too. The way that you let someone know. Yeah. So, for instance, you know, hey, I, w- I was praying for you this morning. I hope you're doing well. Um that's great. Hey, in my 45-minute time of prayer and communion with God this morning, I... It's like, so self-righteous. Yeah, but but I that's that's a silly example, but I do think that we can maybe say the right thing yeah. in a way that communicates self-righteousness, um, and maybe that's a caution. But that's a really good point to bring up. If, you, if you're praying for somebody, let them know. I mean, the Lord's going to put somebody on your heart. Sure, sure. The more time you spend with them, and I'm not saying every day you send a text message out to somebody. Sure. But... Yeah, I mean, hey, I lifted you up this morning. The Lord placed. I don't know what you're. I don't know what's going on, but you know, yeah, hey, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, are we ready? Or for book time? Are we, are we? Are we doing this? Are we? The stack of books this week. Oh, nice. Is uh, it's not it's not excessive. There's 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 a little bit of a method to it. So, um, I'm gonna start with. Uh, some really helpful, practical, well, they're all really helpful and practical, but in the category of uh, prayers that you can pray along with. So prayers that, that, that were written by other believers, collections of prayers. I've got three. Um, I've got uh, the Valley of Vision. You can get all these on Amazon. Um, the Valley of Vision is one. Um, there's a man named John Bailey, B-A-I-L-L-I-E, and it's a diary of private prayer. Um, it's just prayers he's written two for every day of the month. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and then also Tim Keller has written a book uh, called The Songs of Jesus. Uh, it's a devotional on the book of Psalms. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Um, but it's a devotional on the book of Psalms, uh, one for every day of the year. Uh, but he's also written prayers underneath them. So in light of what you've read, how can you pray? And I, th- I find that tremendously helpful. This has been a real big blessing to me. And then there's one that I only have in digital format, but it's called Everyday Prayers. Uh, by a man named Scotty Smith, um, and it's just prayers for situations that arise in life. If you you know are burdened for your child, or you're burdened for this, that, or the other, or you're just praying for your day. Uh, Everyday prayers by Scotty Smith. Um, I need to I need to put these in a put links to these on the website. That'd be a good um, idea. Our show notes. That'd be good. Okay, we'll try to get that done. Um, two other really helpful books. Um, this is actually a series. It's called Five Things to Pray. I've got five things to pray for your church, five things to pray for your city. My wife at home has five things to pray for your children. Uh, so this is a whole series of books, ways that you can pray for uh, specific areas of your life. Again, trying to give you words and ideas, ways to pray effectively and creatively. Um, so that's the, the Five Things series. Uh, there's a This is available online. It's called The Awakening Prayer Guide. Um, and it's by Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R. Um, but it's just a, um, a four-week 
guide to prayer if your prayer life is stagnant or you don't have one um, and you want to start. Uh, you can get this online. It's just called the Awakening Prayer Guide uh, from Ligonier Ministries. All right, so that is uh, Practical Helps. Here are some really good books on prayer. Uh, pastor that discipled me, Al Jackson, said he was always trying to read one book on prayer because it kept his desire uh, for prayer. And there's four of them, even though I'm only holding three. Number one, So maybe not practical, but understanding prayer? Yes. Yeah, this will fuel your fire for the privilege of, of praying. Uh, so it's not so much a how-to, but why it's needed, mm. what, what, what sort of privilege you Continue have. Continue learning this. about it. Yeah, and, and they are practical. I mean, there are some, some, some things that are practically helpful. This is a really good one I just finished called The Possibility of Prayer uh, by a pastor in Manhattan. His name is John Stark with an E. Uh, and it talks about, you know, things that are going to contribute to a good prayer life, getting away, being alone, uh, writing out prayers, things like that. Uh, so really helpful, just full of grace and encouragement. A classic, Andrew Murray um, on prayer. Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful book. You can get it probably for free in a digital format, but Andrew Murray, um, Prayer Power is the name of that book. And then two other classics, uh, Power Through Prayer and Purpose in Prayer by E.M. Bounds. Um, these are both um, classics in the genre of prayer. And then the final book, uh, which I was uh, recently shuffled around some things in my office and I was unable to find a book, but there's a book called It Happens After Prayer by a man named H.B. Charles. He's a pastor in Jacksonville, phenomenal preacher, but uh, talking about the effect that prayer produces in your life. Sometimes we have the idea that if I pray for it, it should happen. Um, you know, we view prayer as sort of an, uh, like the divine vending machine, like we got to punch the button and, um, you know, what we want happens. But H.B. Uh, Charles talks about how prayer is um, really more for aligning our hearts with God's desires. And so it, it's, it happens after prayer by H.B. Charles. Those are all really good books. Hope you'll check them out. Most of them are very short. Um, yeah. So with that said, uh, guys, I think that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you in two weeks with our next episode. We're going to wrap up talking about the spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about fasting. We're going to talk about meditation. And we're going to talk about journaling all bundled together. The reason we're doing this is those three disciplines, fasting, prayer, or fasting meditation, and journaling, um, they all help effectiveness in prayer and Bible reading. Prayer and Bible reading are the main ones, and these are like supports that come up underneath and help those things, prayer and Bible reading, become more effective. If I said the word meditation and you thought of this, um, you need to join us next week. Uh, we're not talking about Buddhist meditation. We're talking about focusing on uh, what the Lord has said. So until next time, God bless you, and we will talk to you soon.